Hey, y'all. Welcome back to another episode of Black in the Saddle podcast. I am your host, Abriana Johnson. You know me. I am I am joined here with my lovely podcast assistant, Key, Key Knee Equestrian on <laughs> Instagram. And this is a little bit of a special episode. Um, this season is about community or, or really the theme is community. So we're talking to community members, organizations who are really truly making an impact in the community. I wanted to kind of take a pause in our conversations a little bit or in our features to really uh, have a discussion about some of the things that we are noticing as the podcast has ramped back up, as we have gotten excited about additional projects and additional relationships that are being built um, outside of just producing this audio or video if you're watching on YouTube um, that you're experiencing right now. So I invited Key to have a conversation with me because we have these conversations in our meeting every week. <laughs> All the time. <laughs> and, um, you know, I'm like, let's let's bring these this power to the people, basically. So welcome for a second time to... Well, first time I'm black in the saddle. I mean, mm -hmm. I mean, come on now. But welcome for a second time to the show. Thank you, thank you, Adriana. I'm really excited to be back. Um, OG listener, OG podcast guest. Um, so it's really exciting to be back in this new rebranded era of Black in the Saddle. Um, so yeah, I'm really excited to talk about basically what we always talk about, but share it with our audience so that they can be part of that conversation as well. Absolutely. Absolutely. So our weekly meetings normally start off with us at least sharing something good that has happened to us. I mean, we go over it on Winter Circle Wednesday, but it's like a whole thing about reading comments and stuff like that. So Key, tell me something, you know, it's Monday. Not a lot has happened, but what is something good that you are experiencing in your life right now? I had a really interesting Monday. I'm really excited that um, as I'm healing from a riding injury and riding uh, that injury resulted in a surgery, I actually met a equestrian through my little sister who just wants to come and horseback ride. And so she'll be actually riding my horse a couple times a week which is honestly a blessing in disguise. Um, she just wants to ride and she used to compete uh, in show jumping. And I really want Maddie to be ready when I get back in the saddle. So uh, yeah, that is my Monday. And it was really, really exciting to just have somebody who just wants to ride basically how I did when I was a kid. So she is around my age and she's just ready to get back in the saddle. That is awesome. That is awesome. You are literally able to, you know, provide that experience for someone, that same kind of experience that you were looking for before you got Maddie, right? Right. <laughs> That's dope. It's amazing how things like that come full circle, um, you know, in the 
you have the need, right? You need your horse to be fit, right? Um, and stay fit and um, not be a pasture puff. So that's like she would it. like to be. She would <laughs> like to be a pasture puff. She has no issue with the puff. Right. But, uh, anybody got time for that mess? Anybody got right. <laughs> You're so young, babe, and you want to be out here competing, but you don't want to work to get to the competitions. I just confusing for me Maddie but yeah I'm really really excited and I'm hoping to incorporate her into my very busy schedule um starting next week so awesome awesome um one of the good things that's happened to me um I've had a lot of travel recently and I was able to kind of just like rest and veg out over the weekend and I think that really um helped me get re-energized um I sometimes try to tell myself like oh you should be doing this you should be doing this you know you should not be sitting on the bed reading the book you should just be out and blah blah, blah and the weather's great and yada yada and you know as we're headed into fall um we're not getting you know, a ton of good weather days. I mean, the last few days have been all right, but hot. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's been kind of hot, but you know, it's North Carolina. We can't count on that. Right. <laughs> um, so, uh, as horse people we're like, Oh my gosh, if we're not outside on a good day, who are we? And why have we wasted this time? <laughs> Feel that on a spiritual level. Right. Cause today was beautiful. And it was. I was stuck working uh, and I I was the same way as I, I walked outside to take my dog out and I said, oh, so beautiful. I should be at the barn. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But I worked with some high schoolers today and what we talked about was how we restore energy and how there's, you know, different buckets for how we spend energy, like physically, mentally, emotionally, and spiritually. And sometimes the same remedies um, don't restore each bucket, right? Mm-hmm. And so I think for me, um, I had spent a lot of mental energy traveling and all this stuff and working with um, different companies. And um, I really just needed a day to just do nothing. Um, you know, I wash clothes and stuff, but um, that was something good for me and to like give myself grace and not feel some type of way about it so that's a huge um win for me good thing that is happening um one of our conversations recently um was uh, talking about energy right was about this project that we have going on uh, if you haven't heard us talk about it yet or see it on social media, and you probably haven't seen it on social media because I had to roll it back a little bit. I don't roll it back. Oh, we've got too excited, okay? We got too excited. Um, but I want to, you, podcast listener, I want to introduce you to um, a project that we're working on called Moments. Um Moments is a very intentional capture of the small moments in the lives of Black and Brown equestrians in order to 
kind of take back and reclaim how our narrative is presented. There's a lot of imagery surfacing now that makes it seem like there is a us showing up in this industry is a new a new thing it's a new trend it's a new fad um maybe it's because you know both me and key are in careers that are very digital online social media based so we see some of this stuff circulating a lot more than the average person but um i think that it's really important to not only support the people who are curating these images if they are people of color and to think critically about the people who produce this imagery who are not people of color and when I was in New Orleans um, last week, I went to the Museum of Art. And you know, when I go into a museum or literally anywhere, I'm looking for something with a horse on it. I mean, that's just, of course. Like, I mean, we're horse people at heart. So, right. Like, why else am I here? <laughs> I did see a chair that had like cowhide on it. And I was like, I wish I could sit in that chair, but that chair is art. A vibe. <laughs> it was a whole vibe and right yeah. in the corner by itself but I came across this statue um it was in the African section and I could pull it up let me see um it was in the African look there you go right there <laughs> it says um the Democratic Republic of Congo um mm funiary equestrian figure if you want to see it look on the youtube version of this podcast because i am showing it on my phone but um there is no date on here but obviously this piece of art is incredibly old and it just makes me think, you know, we we have art in museums um, across the world, you know, that has relics showing equestrian figures in, in Black communities, whether they be African, African-American, whatever. And it's just wild how, you know, the, there's just this the sharing of information and imagery that makes it seem like we have not been here. And that is erasure to me, Mm -hmm. right? That is the lack of acknowledgement. Um, But on the other hand, when these images are captured, you know, I can't help but be critical wondering who is behind this image and how is the display is the display you know it's October the day just passed is it Columbusing right is this a discovery is it um 
you know, the IP of someone who is not within the community. How can we change that? How can we make that information or those photos actually benefit the community? Right. Our community. Yeah. Yeah. And it's just a, because of my career and because of where we kind of are in this digital age, I'm just more cognizant of how things like this are presented um, because a lot of people don't practice discernment or like digital literacy. <laughs> and it's like, okay, you know, you take everything for face value and, um, you know, not really present it in a way that ties back to the community or benefits that community. Um, there are a lot of, well, I won't say a lot. We've had Ivan McClellan on the podcast before. And he is one of the creators that I um, look at. And it may just be me being very picky, but I see the difference. Or I feel like I feel the difference between his imagery and imagery I know that is not... Um, captured by people that resonate with that community or are truly involved with the black horse community so I just you know I find myself being critical about that or trying to look through a more critical lens um I've spoken with a couple friends um about this because they are also in the narrative changing space shout out to avery um and they they know the difference you know they know the difference so what do you how do you feel about um moments what does that mean to you i think Moments is the opportunity to present just, and I, I say average not to downplay the importance, but moments allows for the average black or brown equestrian to connect with a piece of art that is made for them, that they can feel the passion through the lens. And I think that is definitely what you're referring to, like when you can feel the difference, like we have a passion through that lens because these are our people. And that is something that only black and brown equestrians can connect with. We can connect with each other through our adversities, through our lived experiences. And moments allows us to capture the passion, the love, the everyday life of an equestrian and allow that to tell its own story and allow that to connect with equestrians of, a color, of color all over the world. Yeah. Yeah. I think the, um, I think media has just become so important in our society these days. You know, that's why the podcast is still here, right? But 
when you, you know, look at different types of media, it's just like, how can we draw these parallels over more than just um, the sound waves, right? Mm -hmm. Um, As you're listening to our voices, you are painting a picture of what it is that we're discussing. Um, How can I give you this picture for you to look at, right? Right. I wanted to speak a little bit about our process to it because we got really freaking excited <laughs> and <laughs> dived in. <laughs> we, we dived right in. Okay. In. <laughs> and shout out to Steven Pelzer. He was our very first model. And um, well, you were the first model, but <laughs> Steven was the second model. Um, but we, you know, made investments and it turned out to be such a good experience that I said, hold on a second. The last thing I want to do is put something out that is rushed, you know, trying to make it by the holidays. Um, You know, our, the experiences that we capture, you know, my work uh, puts me on the road a lot. And I was like, oh, yeah, it'll be fine. We can do this in between, in between, in between. Then reality came, smacked me on my ass. We were making it work, but it was crazy. (laughs) Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. We were doing a lot. And then, like, weather, you know, storms change plans. Um, You know, the different venues, trail rides, and things that um, planned on, you know, capturing some images that were canceled and things like that. So... We had to um, have a level of, have a moment of discernment and say, okay, let's let's slow this down and change our production time. And what I'm so thankful, well, I'm so thankful for Q's flexibility because she was like, girl, clearly, because you ain't done nothing. <laughs> clearly. I said it nicer, everyone. I said it nicer than that. <laughs> but, um... But, you know, when you have someone that understands um, the intention that you're trying to put behind a project, um, it just, it makes it work. It makes it work. So um, I guess I want to take a step back because this, although we described how moments makes us feel that the purpose of it, I don't think we actually said what it was. (laughs) Oh, Oh, gosh. Rewind. <laughs> um, so moments is a coffee table book, a kind of visual representation of what these experiences are like. These small but still meaningful, still powerful moments um that we experience as horsemen and women. Um the beautiful thing that I um I'm excited about for the Black in the Saddle community is that this book in particular is truly a collaborative effort, right? And one of the things that um, grinds my gears when it comes to um, the representation of Black people in this industry is that they are often we are often tokenized and not always compensated for Mm. the work so um for each of for every contributor to the the moments collection 
um, they are compensated for their work. And they also have the opportunity to be a affiliate, um, have an affiliate code for that. So they get a percentage of every sale that is um, sold through their code, every purchase that is made through their code, through their link. So I think this opportunity for a collective production, I'm just not sure that it has been done before. Um, so exciting. Yeah. Like, I'm so just, exciting. I'm not sure that it has been done in this way. And I think that um, community is a lot of times what we tend to miss when it comes to um, how to produce something. And like I said, at the very beginning of this episode, this season is about community, right? This season is about, season is about connection and really um, drawing people together towards a common goal. Um, speaking of that, kind of kind of segueing into that, um, when we talk about community, you know, our fireside chats, I am, I've honestly been blown away by the level of conversation we've been able to have over the last three, four, I mean, all of them. Um, what do you, what do you notice that is kind of happening in the, the Black in the Saddle community with the, the people that really speak up and and have something to share so I noticed like two sides within our growing community there's one side that's finally like wait the people that have been on the scene how are they contributing back to the black and brown communities and I think that's a really big conversation that everyone wants to tiptoe around and then our our growing community is moving in and saying you know what? It's our job. We're going to we're going to be the ones that speak up. And I don't think that you always have to carry the responsibility of like your community. That is a personal choice, but I think that you can't performatively do it as well. Don't say you're with the community and how are you giving it back and nobody can actually answer that for you because just representation is not it's not always enough if we're going to be honest because we're dealing we're battling against erasure we're battling against um just the um already the biases and everything like that so we there's more work that has to be done than just representation right and so in our community through our fire sorry chats i'm starting to see people connecting mm -hmm. and actual relationships growing mm -hmm. and I'm also building relationships and I'm seeing that there are even children who are being positively impacted by the connections that their parents are building mm -hmm. or you know teenagers who are later even still getting impacted by the small conversations that we're having like these are maybe our okay our conversations do go on long <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's a black community. Our conversations go on long. Right. We gonna sit have a foot in the car, one foot out, still saying bye. I'm like, okay, log up. Okay, oh, oh. Uh, oh, oh, not yet. Oh, that's a good point. And then we get right back into it. <laughs> so, you know, I, I'm starting to see an actual impact because I know everyone remembers when 
you know, you know, when the unfortunate happenings of George Floyd happened and everyone saw marketing jumping right on, like, let me get this black writer. Let me get this black writer. Let me get this black writer. But what has come of that since we, since that year? Right. And so now we have this platform and we are growing this community that can say, well, this is what we're going to do because we can't, it's nobody else's job to provide us a seat at the table. We wanna make our own table and we're gonna bring our own chairs and make our own names within our community. And I think moments builds into that. I think our community builds into that and just allowing us to make our name clear and our intentions clear that we've been around and we are still here and we'll be here in the future. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, and we pose the question um, to our fireside chat, um, the last fire chat, fireside chat we had beginning of October. And we, you know, asked everyone else, like, what are you noticing going on in the industry? And there was a lot of conversation about how, you know, the fanfare has died down, the amplification of Black voices has died down, the um, the tokenism um, of Black equestrians has just become a little bit more um, apparent, um, despite more people getting opportunities, which I think is still great. Um, you know, it's just about what level of impact or what expectation was had um, in regards to those kinds of relationships. Um, but something that I noticed from the the, the chats is um, the willingness for people to share their thoughts. When you are in a space with people that don't look like you and you've already had to fight hard to get there, there's not that much criticism that you have space to offer for that that system that you have joined, right? Um, I truly believe that the empowerment of, you know, people online, offline, you know, in these spaces where they might not say anything on their pages or whatever, but they come into this space and they're able to share their concerns or their experiences or reflect on them and get other points of view. I mean, that's huge. That's huge. That's not something that we had before. Right. And, you know, I know that I come from a unique perspective of being like not non-disciplinary, um, just horse lover, horse experience lover, um, you know, doing coaching with horses. Like I just have a different lens. But I think even the people who want to be competitive are finding more space for the conversation and the processing of those experiences where when before it had to be done alone. And I think that is like dope, first of all. Um, but I think that, you know, when we look at the broad scale of how do I want to change 
xyz you know how do i want to change this industry how do i want to change i i look at the individual but also the collective right i want people to be able to have these conversations that is why this method of media is critical right like i'm literally bringing people on here to have conversations so i want to empower other people to continue those conversations in their own communities within the black and the saddle community um with people that look like them you know there's some people that do not have the same concerns that we have right they look just like us but when it comes to you know those really nuanced conversations or like like we last episode was with the crew okay how are you how are you seeking funding how are you practicing discernment with the people that you partner with those are some conversations that you might not have in a space where nobody looks like you because they don't have the same lived experience right hey sapphire girl (laughs) i walked her out the room (laughs) i walked her out of the room (laughs) Oh, oh, she gonna be hot. So she's so mad. (laughs) (laughs) Um, but you know, dear dear listener, (laughs) you may be wondering, like, okay, you know, this is something that you said before. You said it um many times. You say it on socials. You say it on um in person. Um. I'm going to keep saying it <laughs> short, short version. This is something that needs to be said over and over and over. Creating space is important. Um, you know, like he said, showing up's not just not enough um, mm-hmm. all the time showing up. And, you know, I, th- I am down for to get down. There's so many um, questions that I'm seeing, you know, with brand sponsorships and um additional like writing opportunities and professionals they're them connecting with different professionals or being able to experience different um educational opportunities and i am all here for it um i want to draw everyone's attention also to the black equestrian network um, it is on the website, blackinthesaddle.com, B-O-K in the saddle.com. Uh, you can look at the resources. Black Equestrian Network is still a resource. You can still add your business organization or your personal, like if you are a trainer, um, you can add that to the Black Equestrian Network so that people can seek out and intentionally spend their dollars with businesses in the horse industry that are black owned and we do check to verify that it is black owned um but this is just so important to me because out of sight out of mind right if you don't see them you don't come across them you never know they're there how are you even gonna know um and so as we go into the holidays go into Thanksgiving and Christmas holidays, we want to um, put together like we did a couple years ago, put together a, um, a, a gift guide um, 
this not only is going to highlight black equestrian businesses, but it'll also highlight um kind of 2.0 um businesses owned by black horse people. Okay, Abriana, what is the difference? For example, <laughs> let me tell you. Um my good friend Robert Bowden. Oh, he's, amazing. He's freaking amazing. Okay. Freaking <laughs> amazing. And he is uh the fine chocolate man, or not the just fine chocolate man on Instagram. And um he's a chocolatier, right? So saying, hey, this man is a black equestrian, but he also has, you know, this business outside of it that supports his lovely hobby of showing competitively um that's what that's about you know so we'll have a a gift guide and we encourage you to um reach out um i'm pretty sure i'll throw something up on the website to to get some capture the details and things um but we'll add you to the gift guide it'll be online um people can scroll through and um you know support not only the black equestrian the black horse businesses but the businesses owned by black equestrians because either way that is supporting continued involvement and engagement in this industry so i'm excited about that too um i'm excited about moments i'm excited about the collaboration and the support in the community and I'm excited for our next fireside chat, truly. Um, I look forward to them every month. And sometimes after I get off the call, I'm like, we should have these twice a month. <laughs> yes, but they go so But it comes up so fast. So fast. <laughs> so fast. So fast. And so. it's always such a good conversation. Yeah. 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 Um. I'm thinking of which, you know, if you're in the Black in the Saddle community and you um, want to come to the next Fireside Chat, we'll be talking about this in the group a little bit, but I'll spill the beans here. I haven't even said anything key yet, but I'm thinking the next the next topic should be um, what would you need or just throwing out ideas, brainstorming what would the ideal event look like for black horse people right i'm not necessarily um sold on like having a horse show i i, I just don't think that that can be my first event okay <laughs> this is why Abriana and I bring different perspectives we love it <laughs> oh okay clearly a horse show is the very first one <laughs> I mean because for somebody who competes so like obviously like we're very different like you said like you have you don't declare a discipline or anything like that like for somebody who has competed in the past who has always been the only brown person at a show yeah I would love to have an opportunity to shout out a show that is literally geared towards black horsemen, black and brown horsemen around, you know, like, because there is nothing more beautiful than 
creating a space that has never been created for you. And that's the only reason why I say alternative perspective. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But it's because we come from different equestrian backgrounds. So yeah. 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 I mean, I'm definitely open to it. I'm just like, (laughs) can I get an arm ramp? Like, can we get some under our belt? before like an intro an intro event right right practice run like y'all coming in are y'all gonna come right 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 because i mean i've watched the production of the bill pickett rodeo and i'm like jesus christ they have a lot i mean it has grown so much and you know obviously we we're not starting there but um you know every anything we're gonna do it justice right um which is you know another opportunity to collaborate with our community and provide business to our communities absolutely so absolutely um yeah I really look forward to um the things coming up in the next year um opportunities to continue to um spread that support I will also say I don't think that I mentioned well I know I didn't mention it earlier the um proceeds from um moments are going towards a grant program that will be debuting in 2023 um i will drop the nuggets and have a little bit more of that conversation within the black and the saddle community before it gets published to the masses but um i think that that is the next step for black in the saddle right um being able to use the skills that we have the production of media and um this format that it's being published in right and um redistributing that wealth back to the the community for people in need for people who um want to ride don't have the funds to do it um fallen on hard times or are in some sort of emergency so Mm -hmm. excited about that um you've heard it here first folks um but I want to leave you with this question and I am challenging you when you um finish listening to this episode once you have gotten to the end I want you to head over to our Instagram or Facebook um, and I want you to tell us what have you noticed since, let's say 2020, 2019, okay? Because that's when the podcast started. What have you noticed over the past three years, um, kind of before 2020 and after 2020? What have you noticed as far as changes in this industry and like the direction that our industry is going based on your perspective, right? Based on um, the discipline that you ride, based on the career that you have, if you work in the horse industry, um, based on what you would like to see, I guess that's the other side of it, you know? Okay what is what is currently happening and what would you like to see more of um i think it's 
I think we all have permission to think critically about the places that we want to be in. So head over to our Instagram, Facebook, give us, uh, send us a message or, um, yeah, I think that's pretty much it. <laughs> send us a message. Slide into our DMs. Slide into our DMs. I was just thinking um, there's some content that I wanted to put out and I'm, I might just pin that. I might just pin it. There we go. I'm going to pin right. it to the, uh, to the page, but that's only mm-hmm. on Instagram. So if you are a Facebook baddie, um, just slide into our DMs and let us know what you are noticing. And... I think with, you know, my creative juices flowing, you know, there'll be some new merch coming up. So we'll give a prize to uh, to the most insightful of us. <laughs> the first Black in the Saddle giveaway. Oh, my God. It will be the first Black in the Saddle giveaway. Wow. What does it look like to have a giveaway that's not just like like this post, attack three of your friends, reshare it to your story? <laughs> but also, I've won a lot of those giveaways, so I ain't judging. You know what? She said, I ain't complaining. <laughs> but no, like, please, you know, let's start this conversation. And yeah, yeah we would love to have our community wearing this merch and sharing their story i was just about to pull out some merch i already had but um i am not actually sure where it is right now so oh my god but get ready for those pics guys those model pics okay (laughs) right Right. facts All right, y'all. Thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of Black in the Saddle. Be sure to follow us on all the socials. Um, well, Facebook and Instagram. And head over to YouTube. Subscribe to our channel there. And I look forward to having another conversation with you in a couple weeks. Bye.